You see, when our finances are out of control, it's a symptom of an out-of-control life. When we tithe, we demonstrate that we have some control. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, Get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. I don't know about you, or maybe it is just me, but does it seem like there's just never enough money? Do you feel like you're just out there trying to make a living, but the pressure to take care of everything from health care to taxes, which is coming up, is just overwhelming? Does anybody feel like that? Well, I want to tell you that the pressure that you're feeling is so common that just about all of us can relate to it. In fact, speaking of taxes reminds me of a story about a businessman who's on his deathbed. He calls his best friend over and says, I want you to promise me that when I die, you will have my remains cremated. Okay, says his friend, what do you want me to do with your ashes? And the businessman says, Just put them in an envelope and mail them to the IRS and write on the envelope, now you have everything. Well, it's true, too many of us are so used to living in this constant financial pressure cooker to the point where at times, There's a feeling of hopelessness that we'll never know an easier time. Well, God knows I don't have the secret for working out all your financial issues this morning, but I do know that while God uses money to test us and to see how spiritually mature we are, He doesn't want us to be drowning financially, and He's given us several very useful bits of wisdom through His Word to relieve this pressure and stabilize our finances. It's very simple. The first thing we need to do is understand what our real financial situation is. And to do that, we have to be willing to apply some math to it. We can't get it under control until we resolve our current status. The word says, know the state of your flocks and herds. Now, back then when they wrote this, everybody was a farmer or a rancher. Okay, but I relate to this because we have two dogs that cost almost as much to raise as our kids did. That's our flock. Okay, but once we understand our current situation, then the next thing we have to do is to plan our spending, and this is easier said than done. But you have to realize that because financial freedom is rarely based on income, but it's based on what we spend. If we have bad spending habits, then it doesn't matter how much we make. Proverbs says, plan carefully, but if you act too quickly, you'll never have enough. Now, to do this, we have to identify our spending weaknesses. Now, this is going to hit home because most of us have spending weaknesses, and those are the things that you really don't have to have, but you go ahead and buy them anyway. 
We just have to remember that old saying, the most important things in life are not things. My wife, God love her, she'll tell you that old impulse shopping is a weakness of hers. And I often accuse her of graduating from the University of Nordstrom's because of all the hours that she's logged in there. But until we put a number on what we spend and stick to it, we just won't make any progress. And the third thing that will do the most to stabilize your finances, believe it or not, is to simply tithe. God said in the book of Malachi to test me in this and I'll open up the windows of heaven for you and pour out all the blessings that you need. You see, when our finances are out of control, it's a symptom of an out-of-control life. When we tithe, we demonstrate that we have some control. When we tithe, we make a powerful statement that's meaningful to God and meaningful to ourselves. Tithing makes a statement of gratitude for everything that God has given us. We make a statement of priority that God is first with our finances. And we make a statement of faith in his promise that he's going to take care of us. The Lord won't continue to bless us if we aren't practicing some stewardship. The Lord won't continue to bless us if we are, are not practicing some stewardship and some control over our finances. And as surely as I'm talking to you this morning, I'm talking to myself. I'm asking God to forgive me for some of the unwise and careless decisions that I've made in my life. And I'm asking him to help me go forward using the wisdom of his word. And I believe if we will just trust him, then something good will happen in Jesus' name. God loves us just the way we are, but he loves us too much to let us stay the same. Join Bobby to hear how the tests and trials in life are there to strengthen our faith. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I want you to say this verse with me. Let's go. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And of course in the King James Version it uses mercy instead of love. And... Uh, and I want to talk about 
this for a moment. How many recognize where this verse comes from? Of course, it's the 23rd Psalm. It's the one that starts with, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, this verse is the last verse of that passage in Psalms. Well, it so happens that I've become obsessed with this verse of Scripture this week. And have you ever had that happen to you? Whenever uh, something gets in your head and you just can't get it out? It's like a catchy jingle in a commercial that just won't go away? Well, that's been Psalm 23.6 for me this week. I, I've been accused of having an, an obsessive personality at times. I, I'd like to think that uh, I'm not as much anymore at this stage of my life, but I have to believe that if you're going to be obsessive about something, it's, uh, it's probably best to be obsessive about the Word of God. Uh, do you agree with that? Well, good. I was getting worried about myself. Okay. Well, anyway, while reading the Word recently, this verse just stopped me and just became an endless fountain of faith and inspiration. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And just so you know, Shirley is not a woman named Shirley. Shirley, in this case, means it's not maybe or perhaps goodness and mercy follows us. But surely, definitely, goodness and mercy follow us. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. One of the revelations I had with um, Psalms 23 this week was that we don't have to chase after God's goodness and mercy. You know why? Because it says God's goodness and mercy follows us. It pursues us. As we follow Jesus, the good shepherd, and he leads us, then his goodness and mercy are like the rear guard. They're like the the trained, experienced uh, sheepdogs. They're ready to pull up at any moment we find ourselves in need of these attributes of the Lord. Well, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Surely goodness. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. As long as I have breath and breathe, not one day will I have to worry about being without God's goodness and mercy. Now, some of you are thinking by now, you know, man, he, he really is obsessed with that scripture. Let me explain something to you. God's goodness is getting things we don't deserve. And God's mercy is not getting what we do deserve. Can you see what an amazing promise this is? Surely goodness, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. You know, sometimes, sometimes you just, you need to take all your theological positions, all your religious preferences, and just put them aside and say, I'm going to stand on this word today. Surely goodness and mercy. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life, good or bad. Surely goodness and mercy 
shall follow me. When I'm sick and I'm worried about that doctor's report, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. When I've lost my job, I don't know how we're going to make it. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. And when I'm blessed with good fortune, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. When our grandson is dedicated to the Lord, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Listen, two things I want you to think about today. The first one is this. The Word of God is the place to go for direction and answers and inspiration in your life. What this verse of Scripture has done for me this week, I can't explain it, but it's a good example. Psalms 23, 6 is my battle cry today. It's my new mission statement. That's what the Lord gave me to strengthen my faith and draw me near this week. And I know he has something powerful for you that he wants to share with you if you'll just open the book and look for it. And the second thing is this. You know, God loves us just the way we are. But he loves us too much to let us stay just the way we are. And that's why our journey is full of all these tests and trials and twists and turns. They're there to teach us. They're there to train us. They're there to strengthen our faith. And that's why it's so amazing to know that in any situation, no matter what comes, God's goodness and mercy is always there. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Are you struggling to have faith today? Coming up next, learn how to feed your faith so that your doubts will starve to death. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked under the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high-power 500-lumen flashlight, chips-on-board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second-generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on The Bright Side. If I could wish one thing for all of us this year, it would be that our faith would grow individually and collectively. Because, you know, faith in Christ is the lifeblood of our Christian experience. 
So how big is your faith today? You know, one of the things that we like to say to each other in, in tough times is, hey, keep the faith. Keep the faith. So I'm going to ask you this morning, are you keeping the faith? And I certainly hope so. Because our faith is important. And it's important to God. In fact, did you know that the word says that it's impossible to please God without it? That's why I want to share a few simple truths about faith that we need to remind ourselves of so that we don't lose faith. And the first simple truth about faith is that faith is simple. Faith isn't complicated. My favorite Bible story about faith is the one about Jesus and the centurion. Now, a centurion is a soldier. Uh, I heard someone say once that they thought a centurion was a person who was 100 years old. Uh, no, not this time. He's a soldier. And he, and he came to Jesus for help because his servant was paralyzed and was suffering. And when the Lord heard his story, the Lord said, Shall I come and heal him? And the soldier basically told Jesus that it wasn't necessary for him to go. He said he knew that if Jesus would just say the word, his servant would be healed. And when the Lord heard this, the word says he was amazed. The Lord said, I tell you the truth. I haven't found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Now, how many know that when the Lord says, I tell you the truth, it's the truth. And of course, he went on and healed the servant from a remote location just like he does for us now. But I love this story because of the soldier's very simple, unspiritual-like logic. I mean, he believed the Lord could do anything, which meant it didn't matter where he was when he did it. Faith wasn't complicated to him. And the Lord found his simple faith the most impressive kind of faith. The second truth about faith is that we all have faith, And we all have doubt. The word says that we were all given a measure of faith. And we see examples in the word where faith and doubt are at work at the same time. Remember when Jesus came walking out on the water, out to the boat where the disciples were? And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come where you are. And the Lord said, come on. So in a leap of faith, Peter stepped out in the sea and started walking on water. And then suddenly, the wind kicked up, and he became afraid, and he began to sink. And when he began to sink, Jesus reached out and caught him and said, You of little faith, why did you doubt? So we can see right there in the midst of defying nature, faith and doubt, both are revealed. You see, we all have this capacity for faith and for doubt. But listen, it's your faith that connects you to the power of God. And you don't even have to fully understand it or to know much about it to see it affected in your life. And the next truth about faith is that we all need faith. We all need it. Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find what? Will he find faith on earth? It sounds 
I mean, so obvious to say a Christian needs faith. But it's us Christians who run and hide sometimes, not because we've admitted we have doubt, but because we weren't strong enough to have faith when the opportunity was there for us to exercise it. We need faith in our lives. And we need it exercised and developed in our lives so that when we're tested, it stands up and it reveals the living Spirit of God that's inside of us. And that's the last truth about faith that I want to remind you of today. We can all develop our faith. Our faith can grow in the Lord. The Word says faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the Word about Christ. God's Word can't help but to build our faith. And when we pray, and when we praise Him, and when we give generously, we're growing our faith when we do those things. We can't let our guard down because like Peter, the winds will come. Our faith will be tested. But it's through his word that we'll have victory over doubt and over fear. One of my favorite quotes about faith is this one. Feed your faith and your doubts will starve to death. Feed your faith and your doubts will starve to death. If you're struggling to have enough faith today, just remember the simple truth about faith. Faith is simple. We all need it. We all have it. And because of his word, we can all develop and grow our faith in God. The, the good news, you want to hear the good news? Is the Lord even told us what to expect when we do exercise our faith. Right before he raised Lazarus from the dead, he said this, Didn't I tell you that if you only believed you would see the glory of God. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. 
That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.